It's like, if you like doing something, why do you like doing it? It doesn't necessarily mean that what doing that one thing, and if you don't succeed at that one thing, then you're screwed. That is Paul Jarvis, and this is Tiny Conversations. I'm Brian Colley. Paul is a web designer, rat lover, and super inspiring person. Basically, I try to help creatives do better at what they do. I recommend you subscribe to his email list. He recently sent out an email about how the concept of do what you love means finding balance in your life. I've been noticing a lot of people talking about this concept from convocation speeches to interviews on CBC Radio, so I decided to reach Paul on Skype and ask him more about finding what you love and balance in your life. Here's that conversation. This is interesting because we've we've never actually talked. No, other than on the social medias. Yeah, which has never been... It's I always find it weird... Um, this whole thing where you you feel like you know someone, but you've never actually <laughs> done a like, hey, how's it going? Yeah, exactly. You were the first person in one of your emails to kind of say how the do what you love thing doesn't necessarily mean doing that as a career. It just means finding a life where you can incorporate these these things that you deem necessary. I like your take on it a lot more is what I'm trying to say. I think a lot of other people's take on it is do what you love means that you have to find the thing that at this moment in time you love the most and that has to be your career. Um, But when I hear that, I think of what you said and I think that would throw things off balance in my opinion. Um, I I think it doesn't leave it open to changing your mind and a good example of this is music for me i've been a professional musician i've toured and recorded lots of studio albums but eventually it was like we got kind of burnt out on music just because there's there's so much to do in order to make money touring across canada and the u.s so eventually we just needed to like okay we obviously we love music but we need to take a break from this like it was just so much work and so much brain power that it was just like okay i need to take a break but if i'd kind of done oh i gotta do what i love music is what i love then i would have just kept at it i probably would have burnt out i probably wouldn't have wanted to ever pick up a guitar again and so kind of combining do what you love and what you find fulfilling in any way with what other people value enough to give you money for, I think is a big thing. And the other thing is that, I think I made this point in the article, is that you you can find existential fulfillment through things beyond jobs. There's a feeling that I have of kind of, I kind of cringe. Um, and I think what it is, is it's this, and 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 it's this association of, your work defines you. And when people kind of make it seem like that, um, and there's two sides to it. One is, um, as you said, there's a lot of things that if you did it as a a career, you would probably hate it. Um, My dad, I know he went through a similar thing with music as well. He loves playing music. He's always writing. He's still playing and he'll, he'll make money off of it, but he chose not to do that as a as his primary source of income you know i grew up and he was always saying to me he was like hey if you have a hobby and you can make money off of that hobby um 
like go ahead and 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 do that by but he was always saying you know by keeping it a hobby because then you'll still like it because everything yeah. like everything is everything comes with sacrifices yeah exactly and i think i think a lot of it comes down to a lack of self-reflection like we have we live in an age where everybody has <laughs> basically a written opinion everybody writes on their blog and is an expert at what what they do and they all give opinions and there's a bit of um I guess, like survivor bias, where the people that do well write about how they did well, and then others see that and be like, okay, if person X did well by doing these steps to get get there, then I can just do that those steps to get there. And a lot of people don't think like, is that actually something that I want to do? Does that actually sit right with me? Like if it comes down, if it's something about marketing or sales, and do I feel comfortable doing these sales tactics or something like that? So I think a lot of it, and even back to what you were saying about the thinking about if it's something you want to make money on as a hobby or something that you want to really like push for as a job, like it, a little self-reflection goes a long way with figuring out like, okay, is it, is it going to ruin it for me if I basically monetize and productize this thing that I like doing as a hobby? And if it's something that you feel very like precious about, there's probably a better word for it, but I can't think of it. But if it's something that you feel that precious about, then maybe it's something that you save just for yourself or just for sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. And there is, I think there's something truly great and beautiful in the person who has come to the place where they can say, I am completely okay with x choice and that might be they record music and the only people who listen to that music are the people in their inner circle and and people go this is great you should put it on a cd and they can very humbly and confidently say i'm sure i could but i have no interest in that yeah, some of the best musicians I know are campfire musicians, but it's it's theirs at that point where it's just something that you do for you or for your friends or just a little bit, then that can be just for you. And there's so much power in that. And there's so much, I don't know, just intangible meaning that you can derive from it, from it just being for you. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. We we don't need to productize everything that we do. Like the world would be kind of crappy if that was uh, if that was if that was the case. I think. Yeah, yeah. And I and I and on the flip side, I think um, I feel like sometimes what happens is people go, "Well, who would ever love taking out the garbage?" Ergo, I'm not going to do that. And the people who do that are some sort of negative thing. And and I think you know first of all that is a tremendous service and there's I can see the potential of someone thinking if I didn't do this what what would this town or city that I live in look like? And it would you're like I'm the person who makes sure that this place doesn't look like a garbage dump. Oh, exactly. And I think there's, I don't know, I think there's so much value in those those kinds of jobs. Like, it's just, it's ridiculous that some people think like, oh, well, it's not as fulfilling as like being this or being that. I, just, I don't know. I just think it's kind of bullshit. Even like, um, 
a bunch of friends that are posties, right, that are letter carriers. And obviously, it's not a perfect job. And there's issues with the, the postal system. But that aside, they a lot of them love their job. Like they just enjoy it. They're doing the same thing every day. They're sorting their mail super early in the morning. They're going out doing the same route every day, but they get used to it. They can kind of, they know their job so well that they can kind of spend that time. And a lot of people think like, oh, well, the types of people that do that might not have the intelligence and that's bullshit as well. Because a lot of, a lot of people that I know that are posties are like philosophers as well. And they use that time to really get into like deep thoughts. I was actually in a band with a postie as well, who's a, a brilliant writer, brilliant musician. And he spent a lot of his time on his route, like thinking about things he would write. He had his little notepad so he could just jot down a, a quick idea and that sort of thing. And I just think that the, that the like blanket, do what you love, otherwise it's crap is, yeah, is, is, is crap itself, basically. One of the things I thought about was asking people what's, Instead of, you know, what do you do or something like that, be like, hey, what's one thing you're proud of today? There's like, what do you do? And people hear career. But what's better is what are the choices you've made today? Because whether you're in your your job or whether you're you're doing your, um, you know, your hobby or just something on your personal life, I'm like all of those areas, all of those arenas, the thing that's consistent is you – and that in each one of them, you have choices you can make. Yeah, I, I agree. My friend, um, Joshua Fields Milburn, who's uh, he writes The Minimalist, and he's written a bunch of books and stuff. His his question to people is usually, well, what do you value? Because if it is work, then they can answer with work. If it's something else, then they can answer with something else. It kind of opens it up to just beyond the scope of this is what you do from 9 to 5 to this is what you derive meaning from in your life whatever whatever it happens to be what do you value oh i like that and i like these i like these questions that you can ask yourself to to help figure out exactly what we've been talking about this this balance um so what do you value the other one that i heard was what would you hate not doing because because then it's not about when you're doing it or why you're doing it it's just if you weren't doing this how would you feel yeah that that's a good one An- another good another good question that i ask myself and that people that i know ask themselves is the is the why why do you like and it, again it comes back to a bit of self-reflection right so it's like if you like doing something why do you like why do you like doing it? Because then it could open yourself up to, well, if it's, if you like helping people, it doesn't necessarily mean that what doing that one thing. And if you don't succeed at that one thing, then you're screwed. It could be, well, I, I like helping people in this way. So I'm going to try this. If that doesn't work, then there's so many other ways that you can accomplish that. So figuring out what your why, your why is for where you get, um, like meaning and value for your life, I think is, another one of those like really important things that people kind of think about as a concept but don't really ever just apply it to themselves when they're thinking about where they want to go from where they happen to be tiny conversations is a podcast featuring small discussions on big ideas if you liked what you've heard, you can subscribe in iTunes or Stitcher. And if you really like what you heard, I encourage you to tell someone else to listen. Our theme music is by Broke for Free. If you want to get a hold of Paul and learn all about his new book, The Good Creative, you can reach him on Twitter. He tweets at P 
PJRVS. I tweet at Brian Colley. Thanks for listening.